0: What an exciting opportunity to be able to give the commencement address. I'm absolutely humbled by it and touched by it. And I'm so very proud of all of the parents that supported and the grandparents and the families that are here to support the grads. I'm so very proud of you also. And so tonight all the faculty has been introduced already. And so I'm going to get right on with it. Uh, Graduates, like Reverend Tina said, congratulations, job well done. Uh, But it's just the beginning. You know, I think she alluded to the fact that I'm pushing 80 and I'll get my degree across the stage next year at 80. And uh, that's exciting. I'm just getting started. Okay. So there's much more. I think, I don't want to go to preaching here, but I think in Romans, they talk about the much mores. I'm looking for the much mores. There's much more to be done. There's much more to accomplish. And so tonight, I'm excited for you, very excited. I know I was talking to uh, one of the former students, uh, or maybe RBI student, and she said, well, the graduation ceremony lasted until 11 or 11.30. And uh, I said, really? So I'm going to make it short so y'all can go eat. Is that okay? <laughs> all righty. So I have a couple of funny stories. Is it all right if I tell you a couple of funny stories? You graduates have uh, had an opportunity to read a book or two. I know we're, we're reading. Thank you, Pastor Marie. <laughs> you know, But you know, it's a stretch. It's an exciting thing to get to read. And so uh, this one uh, student uh, was asked by the teacher. She says... Uh, Uh, What book has made the the most difference in your life? And his answer was, my daddy's checkbook. (laughs) (laughs) One more funny, okay? (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Brown had two sons. And one was named Trouble, and the other son was named Mind Your Own Business. Okay, and I'm going to get into Mind Your Own Business and a little Trouble later on. Is that okay if yes. I do that? All right. So Mind Your Own Business and Trouble decided they'd go outside and play hide-and-go-seek. So out they go, and so Mind Your Own Business elected to count to 100 while Trouble went and hid. So Mind Your Own Business went out to look for Trouble, and he couldn't find me behind the bushes or the trash cans. He said, my gosh. So he started looking in the cars, and under the cars, and a police officer came by. And he said, what are you doing, young man? And he said, well, I'm playing a game, sir. And the police officer said, what is your name, young man? And he said, mind your own business. <laughs> <laughs> and the police officer got furious, he got mad. He said, "He said, uh, mind your own business. He said, what are you talking about here? He said, are you telling me to mind your own business? He said, well, what are you looking for? He said, I'm looking for trouble. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) It's taking you a while to get to the pinnacle. What's next? Enroll in LCU. (laughs) Okay. Where do we go from here? Realize it's not the end, but it is the beginning. I have three key points tonight. That's why it's not going to take long. Is that okay? All right. One dream big, and when you fail, and you probably will, I have at least once or twice, you know, fail forward. Is that fair? Okay, number two, persevere with boldness. Miss Tina, Reverend Tina, if you hadn't persevered, you wouldn't be in the ministry today, would you? Okay, well, God gave you the courage, and you had to have the boldness to get out there and make it happen, right? I'm proud of you. Take number three: take the initiative and be confident in God. So key number one is to dream big and fail forward. You've all heard of the story of Walt Disney, right? So when Walt was a young man, he was in desperation. He, his company wasn't doing too well. and he, so he, he, he drew up a canvas, and he needed some money. So he flew to New York and from Anaheim. And he went to take his canvas to these New York promoters. They didn't like his canvas, they didn't like Disney, and they sent him on his way. And so dejected and despondent, Walt Disney got on the airplane and went back to Anaheim, California, and he said to himself, you can steal my canvas, but you can't steal my dream. And out of that birth, double ears. We know him as Mickey Mouse, right? So Walt Disney, didn't let the rejection and the disappointment take him down. He created what is now known as one of the entertainment empires of the world. So, what happened was, is Disney's cartoon character became the number one, as we all know. But it wasn't the cartoon character that was stolen was number one. It was Oswald the Rabbit was his first character. Most people think it was Mickey Mouse, but it was Oswald the Rabbit. So Walt was moving along in his career and building his company, and he decided that he wanted to come to Florida. And so he looked in Orlando, Florida, and he looked at 27,000 acres of swampland. He didn't see a swamp. Disney didn't see a swamp. He didn't see an engineering impossibility. What Disney saw was a mecca for the world. You know what? They laughed at him. They made fun of him. Actually, they thought he'd lost his ever-loving mind. But Disney knew. He had a vision. He had a dream, and he was moving out on it. So he actually purchased the 27,000 acres. Can you imagine? Now, since Disney purchased the 27,000 acres, the Disney company has only purchased three more thousand acres. So he was way over his head, way over the top, But he didn't didn't know any better. He was a visionary and a dreamer. And he made a commitment, and the way presented itself. Are you with me? His dream has touched your life, more than likely. Do you have dreams that will empower and impact the lives of other people? Do you? It's important. Don't let anyone steal your dream. Don't let anyone squelch your dream. Don't let anyone else define you. Only God can define you. Okay? Keep failing forward. Keep pursuing your dream. Keep on keeping on, as they say. Key number two, perseverance and boldness. In Genesis, we've heard the story about Joseph. And Joseph had this dream that God had given him, right? And guess what? He shared it with his brothers. He thought they'd be excited about it. They weren't excited about it. They hated him. They were jealous of, of Joseph. Okay? In fact, they were thinking about killing him. They knew there would be consequences. So instead of killing him, they put him in the pit. Okay. Along came a Potiphar, bought him in the slave market, brought him into the house, and made him chief overseer of the household. And things were going pretty well. He served in Potiphar's household until Potiphar's wife, who wanted her way, accused Joseph of wrongdoing. So Potiphar had no choice but to put him in prison, and he did. But while in prison, he became the chief overseer of the prison. See, he was a leader. But he served all the prisoners while he was in prison. So at the end of the day, one of the guys gets out of prison, and he said, please remember me. And this guy goes to work with, 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 uh, with, in the Potiphar's household. So at, at the, at Pharaoh, excuse me, I'm sorry about that. I should use my notes more. <laughs> okay. So, what happened to Joseph at this point was that he served the cellmates. And so, Pharaoh had this dream, but nobody could determine what the dream was, and Pharaoh was frustrated. And he had learned from this cellmate that had been out of prison that was working for him that Joseph knew how to interpret dreams. And so, he called up Joseph out of prison. Joseph interpreted the dream. And he put Joseph second in command, overseer of Egypt, okay? And so Joseph was a servant. He continually to serve. He served over and over and over. But he had the right attitude, he was grateful, and he was humble. All those are important keys to success. Serving, the right attitude, remaining humble, Being grateful and attitude of gratitude will take you where you can't go on your own. That's what happened to Joseph. Regardless of the circumstances, the pressure, the frustration, the embarrassment, he remained faithful to his dream, and God promoted him. You remain faithful, and God will have your back, and God will promote you. How many years went by from the day Joseph received the dream to when he was in Pharaoh's house and he was living part of the dream? Twenty-two years went by. Twenty-two. How about patience? How about standing in faith? We live in a society that if it's not instant, you go through the drive-in, you want God to fix it all. It's like Ms. Reverend Tina said, it takes time. It takes patience. It takes endurance. It takes going to school. It takes reading the books over and over and over again. Sam well, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of doing all this middle ground studying. Okay. Keep on keeping on. Keep on persevering. So are you willing to continue through adversity? I want to tell you something. If you go halfway across the street and there's a truck coming and you change your mind, it's a bad day. You better keep on keeping on. No matter how long it takes. If God's given you a dream, it doesn't matter how long it takes. There's no time frame in God's time frame. Okay? We've been diligently in this church, Pastor Jack and... and, and Uh, Pastor Maria has been diligently serving people, helping people grow in the Word, LCU, and teaching, supporting and exhorting and encouraging people to grow. It takes time. Why? Because it's hard to change. You know, our memory muscles don't want to change, our heart muscles don't want to change, you know. What is it about me, Lord, that I don't know about me that I need to know about me? I think change is exciting, not threatening. Right. You welcome change, don't you, grads? Yeah. It's important. you got to have open arms to change. Yeah. Cause if you don't change, after a while you'll begin to smell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, Joseph knew that God gave him the dream. When you know that God gives you something, you stand. I don't care what they say. Yeah. What makes you think you can do that, Reverend Tina? <laughs> Who do you think you are, Reverend Tina? Yeah. What makes you think you can start a church, Pastor Jack and Marie? What makes you think you can have a successful LCU and be part of the, one of the largest? What makes you think you can win? Andrew was telling me about a new venture he might be heading into. You can do it. God is, you can do it attitude. The pastor said, you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthened. I think he got that out of of the Word. Didn't you, pastor? If it's not in the Word, it's not worth it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I can do some things. But I can't do this. I can't do that. Why? Because my parents said I couldn't. You let your parents define you? God gives you a dream. Your destiny is unlimited. You might have a floor, but there's no ceiling with God. So where did Joseph go? From that stinking pit to the palace. Amen? Amen? All right, I've told this story a couple of times in this church, and I'll make it a little short. It's David and Goliath. You've all heard about David and Goliath. And he was an ugly Philistine and had all Israel scared. They'd been fighting, and the king was getting really frustrated. In fact, he was getting mad. And, you know, he said, uh, made a statement. He said, I'm sick and tired of this giant. You read it in 1 Samuel 17. He said, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get somebody to kill this giant. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to to issue an edict. And I'm going to give him a reward. And he's going to marry the princess. And he's going to live in the palace. And he's going to have free taxes, and I think in Israel... He do a good, good Bible study. I think there were 70% in Israel back in, at that time. And he's going to receive great riches. Those are four pretty cool dreams. So a little shepherd boy who had had a lot of experience with God. You see, he took care of the bear and the lion, and God had had his back. And he, I don't think he was old enough to make the army, Saul's army. But he was taking care of business and what he was supposed to be doing. He was taking care of the sheep. And he, and he said, could somebody please repeat the message that the king, I think the king said. And they repeated it again. And you know what he did? I'm your man. Pick me, pick How many of you seen Shrek. Pick me, pick me, pick me. That was David. David said, pick me. And you know, he's a little guy, and he said, oh, man, he doesn't even know how to use a sword. He doesn't even know how to use an (laughs) AK-47, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, what are we going to do now? So, but he knew that he knew that he knew something that nobody else knew. While everybody was out fighting, he was mending the sheep, he became the the Olympic champion of slingshot. So he gets the five pebbles and he goes out. He doesn't just walk out there to see the giant. He runs toward the giant. And he says to the giant what I think is one of the greatest faith statements in the Bible. He said, I've come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, who is Jesus. And he said, I'm going to take your head off with a sword. Whose sword was he going to use? He didn't have one. Earlier Saul had tried to put Saul's sword on David, but David was a little guy, man, and that wasn't his armor. His armor was a slingshot. Zing, 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 bing, right in the center of the forehead. The giant falls over. David jumps up on his chest, takes his short-eyed sleeve, cuts his head off. End of the story. Okay? End of the story. A few few years went by. Okay. By the way, in the meantime, before a few years went by, David's own brother was mad at him, and he was negative. You know what the Bible says? When somebody is in 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 negative and being disobedient to what God has told you to do, turn to another. Find somebody that's in the power of agreement with you. If you know that you know that you know that God has, your, has, a, has you headed in a certain direction or your dream, don't let somebody come along and say, are you really sure that God told you that? Sounds like somebody else told you that. No. God told you that. You're determined to be around those who believe in you. Okay, because the naysayers will bring doubt and unbelief into your life. People who condemn, criticize, and complain, run. You want to be around people who will exhort you, encourage you, and help you believe in your dreams. It's important because you need to be empowered, you need to be encouraged. That's why being in this church is important, because we teach the Word here with the Spirit and the anointing. You don't mind if I give a plug for the church, graduation night. Well, you see, I don't consider just our church, I consider it my church home. People say to me, you're in your 80s and your son, he's my son-in-law, but he calls me dad and I'm honored. Happy Father's Day to me. I have the two best daughters in the world, Pastor Marie and Melanie. Wonderful. And I have a great son. Calls me dad. So it's my church. You got a challenge, you come see me. We go out back. I don't know nothing about nunchucks, but I know a good something about a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> You'll be getting, I'll be be giving you a left, you'll be begging for a right. (laughs) You know, I'm just telling you. You know, you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself, get in. But you don't come around condemning, complaining, and criticizing. You talk about my kids, we're going out back. (laughs) They probably are not perfect, just like their dad. We're certainly not perfect. But you know, we continue to fail forward. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you're perfect, right? (laughs) You are, aren't you? Aren't you perfect? You You start lying if you say you are. Don't hang around those losers and naysayers. You say, "Well, I thought I was supposed to witness to people. you are a witness to them and move on Say, <laughs> you know, you know where Martin Luther King is in Tampa? You know what this is what I do. this is exactly what I do." I said, you go to church? No, I said, well it's 602, Martin Luther King. You go over there. Let the pastor fix you up. I help you with your finances. He'll fix up your spiritual life. <laughs> it's not my job, it's his job. Amen. So I kick him in the door and you know, we'll see. <laughs> you kick him in the pants. <laughs> okay. Oh man, I love that face statement. You know, David, this is a little kid, he's standing out there and telling that John, "I'm taking you out, brother." I love it. That's a dreamer for you. Time went on. You know, David got in the big house. Woo! And he's in the palace. He's getting all them riches. He made a few mistakes. We won't get into those. But you know, God's got your back. Amen. As long as you stay close to God, see. When David made his mistakes, he moved in toward God. Listen, when you mess up, it's the time to come see the pastor. Amen. That's right. When you're a mess, it's time to come see the pastor. <laughs> None of you, excuse me, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> the three keys that I want you grads to remember. One, dream big and fail forward when you fail. Walt Disney didn't fail just once. He didn't fail just twice. Okay, he failed several times. He didn't quit when Oswald the Rabbit was stolen. It was his prize first canvas. They took it from him. They stole it, and they made money with it. But he didn't, he didn't quit. He created double ears, Mickey Mouse. You know, the rest of the story is history about Mickey Mouse. Number two. Persevere with boldness. In the face of adversity, Joseph persevered. As I said earlier, he had the right attitude. He was humble. He was a servant. If you had to pick one of those, you'd want to be a servant all the time. You'd be humble occasionally, but being a servant all the time is an honor and a privilege because exactly what Jesus did is he served us. He went to the cross to serve us first. So always be willing to serve. Look for service opportunities. What can I do? Is there anything I can do for you, pastor? Okay. Is there anything I can do for you, grads? Can I get you a cup of coffee? You know? Andrew and I worked together together. We're always asking each other, what can we do to help each other? And the ushers, Matt, and the guys that are on the team, what can we do to help each other? It's just important. It's not about me, it's about us. Okay? It's about serving each other. Are you with me? Yeah. Okay. Take the initiative to determine every day to have a great attitude. Have you ever been offended? Have you ever been hit in the jaw so hard that it buckled your knees, that people hurt you? Has that ever happened to you? You don't have to raise your hand. I know what's happened to you. Amen. You know what I said? I have a statement on my Facebook. Forgiveness in advance. <laughs> Forgiveness in advance is a key to a bigger future. You just determine that people are going to do stuff. Most people that do things, they don't mean it. I used to get offended when I'd walk down the street of Tampa and I knew somebody and they were across the street and I'd say, hey, and they wouldn't say hey back. Man, i was, what did I do? You know, I mean, it's so ridiculous, okay? But I read the book The Bait of Satan a few years back and I've learned that people are going to do what people are going to do. If I'm taking care of me and I'm minding my own business, I'm going to stay out of trouble, Amen. right? Amen. Joseph minded his own business. Okay, David was minding his own business. Okay, not only got him out and didn't allow him to stay in trouble, but they moved on. Keep moving forward. Number three, take initiative and be confident in God. David saw the problem and he went and got the pastor. No, David saw the problem. He said, I can fix the problem. I'm a solution guy. Look for something you can solve and do it. Yes. And if, let's say you mess it up. Pastor will forgive you. He will. The fact that you're willing to take on a challenge and solve a problem, okay, in the business world, in the, in the, in the church, in LCU, you guys are going on the mission, a lot of you. You're going to run into a few challenges, right? So how are you going to respond? Amen. Okay, So David was rewarded because he had the right heart later in life. He got everything moving in the right direction. He was rewarded with all of what the king promised him. So as we depart tonight, I want to give you some encouraging things. You are God's special and own creation. You are indeed wonderfully made. You are wonderfully made. You're special. Don't ever forget that. You're one of a kind. You're loved without exception by your Heavenly Father. You're worthy and accepted in the, in the Beloved. And as pastor said and I've said, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Lean in close to God. Move in close to God. Be in church. Continually read the word. Continually pray and continue your education in LCU. It's a stretch, but it's exciting. It's what God wants you to do. So, my dear grads, ask not what your church or your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your church and your country. Remember these charges and remember them well. Because in life, you're going, to have, you're going to have the opportunity to witness as you go out into the marketplace. So chase your dreams and do mighty exploits for God. Congratulations, grad, and thank you. Grads, thank you.